my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that you are doing well and thriving wherever you are, my dears. So today's episode, I want to talk about how to deal when you are in a, a season of conflict. So when it feels like you are having arguments with lots of people, there's a lot of misunderstandings, people from the past that you have unresolved issues with seem to be popping up and you're like, what is going on? I want to give you some feedback. I want to give you some advice. I want to give you some support on four things for you to do and consider to take care of yourself if you feel like for whatever reason that things are crashing down around you. Now, sometimes this happens because it's just in the energies in the stars. Sometimes it happens because you were in a purging cycle where you are redefining your relationships, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about other people. Your eyes are open. You are seeing things that maybe you didn't see before. Your standards are changing. They are raising. And so this is not, and this is an extra tip before we get started. But this does not mean that you are doing anything wrong. If anything, and, and I think that this can be really, really disorienting for people, especially if the reason why you are having lots of conflicts and uh, misunderstandings or you're needing to have a lot of repair conversations happens because you are in your healing process, it can be really disorienting. And you may wonder, am I doing something wrong? Is that why this is happening? And again, you are just cleansing, you're detoxing, you're purging relationships and people and things. You're even purging your own understanding. Sometimes it's not even about other people's actions towards you and you're seeing that they're toxic. Sometimes part of it is that it's time for you to grow. It's time for you to expand how you see things and how you show up. And it's a gift for you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Black Girls Hail podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. 
And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist-approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. So I kind of already mentioned it in the intro, but the four things I want you to consider when it comes to dealing with seasons of conflict is one, looking at your mindset about how you're seeing this. So instead of feeling as if these are all things that are happening to you and I'm so overwhelmed and why can't this just be over and I wish everything was better, it's totally okay to have those feelings and emotions because it is stressful. You don't like being in arguments with people. You don't like people either misunderstanding you or you misunderstanding them. If you're like me, I absolutely hate. (laughs) I hate when there's someone that I care about that I feel like there's something not right when I feel the energy is off. I am the friend who is going to call you immediately. I am not going to let things linger. If I feel like something is off, if I feel like you're upset with me, I am going to call and get clarification. And because I want to make sure that there is nothing else happening. I don't want any grudges or anything to to stay. And whenever there's a situation where you might try to do those things and it still feels like it's not working out or it still feels like things are unsettled, for me, maybe you're not like this, but for me, it is very uh, disheartening and it is very stressful. And I've had to do a lot of work and I'm still doing a lot of work to learn how to how to balance that. And I'm going to get into some of the things that I've done to to work through that in the next couple of months. But the first one is I want you to consider instead of these are things happening to me and I'll be happy when this is over, perhaps these are opportunities for growth. Perhaps this these are answers to what you've asked for. You've asked for wisdom. You've asked for clarity. You've asked for people who aren't supposed to be here to be moved out. You've asked for more connection to your emotions. You've asked to learn how to feel less stressed in the moment. And these are opportunities that you're getting to practice that. 
one core belief that I have that y'all have heard me say over and over and over again, which has really, really helped when it comes to actually believing what I just said versus it being like a cliche versus it feeling really invalidating. For sometimes when people would say those type of things that I just said, I would feel like really empowered and encouraged. And other times I'll be like, it's so easy for you to say that because you're not in it. And maybe I don't want to grow this way. Maybe I just want things to be done. One core belief that I have that really helps with this is I truly, truly believe that everything in this world, everything works for my good. I truly, truly believe that. I truly believe that even when I'm distressed, even when I'm crying, even when there's a heartbreak, even when something doesn't go my way, I will feel my feelings and I will still know and I truly, truly believe on the other side of it, this all works for my benefit. When I look back at every single thing that has happened to me and not happened to me, it has worked for my benefit. One day I will retell on this podcast, The Walgreens Story. A few of y'all know The Walgreens Story for me and how that's connected to this platform and to what I do here. But every single closed door, closed opportunity relationship that didn't work out, it has helped me be stronger And those relationships, they taught me something either positive about myself or there was a challenging aspect of it that still taught me something about myself. It brought me clarity to help me have the best next steps for me going forward. It's everything has always worked for my good. And I truly, truly believe that. And I don't believe that that is the truth only for me. I believe that is the truth for you. I believe that the universe, that the world, that God spirit wants good for you wants prosperity for for you. And if that's a trigger for you, listen to the energy, listen to the underlying meaning of what I'm meaning. Okay. If anyone has been hurt or traumatized by those type of words, please, please, please listen to the underlying meaning of what I'm saying. I believe that abundance, I believe that love, I believe that kindness, I believe that connection and pleasure and just peace is all of our birthright. I believe that we all deserve it. I believe that we are all worthy of it. And I believe that everything is always conspiring for that to happen. Now, if we are holding on to people, circumstances, and situations that make that hard to receive, then that is something for us to move. But it doesn't mean that that is not our truth. So going back to the whole point of this episode, if we are in a season of conflict with a person or persons, no matter how this shakes out, no matter whether or not we reconcile, no matter whether or not we become deeper friends at the end of this, whether or not things are even just a little bit tense for a while. It doesn't matter because every lesson and every moment in this is going to shape out for my good. And it's going to shape out for their good as well. Even again, if it turns out that we no longer keep moving forward, even if it turns out that there needs to be a separation here, even if it turns out that we have to go to to therapy together or I need to go to therapy by myself because they refuse, no matter what, at the end of this, it is going to work out for my benefit. And it ha- you have to truly, truly know that and believe that and hold on to that. Okay, so that's the first one. The second thing that helps whenever you're in a season of conflict with a person or persons is understanding that sometimes people are just committed to misunderstanding you. This is still something that I dislike, that it, it is true. And I will go through everything in my Rolodex, (laughs) all of my communication tools, all of my, okay, let's play both sides. Let me try to see things from their point of view. Let me try to over communicate and make myself available to try to talk with them and 
see where they're coming from and see what I can do to help or see what I can do, especially if it's a relationship that matters to me. I, I mean, even if it isn't a relationship that matters to me, I mean, especially me as, you know, as a coach and in this space, I really, really try to to see all different sides. And what I've learned, what I've learned through lots of positive communication and also some really hard and tough communication is that sometimes people are committed to misunderstanding you. People, no matter what you say or what you do, no matter how many concessions you make, no matter how open-minded you try to be, no matter how much you may try to apologize, no matter what, they are committed to seeing you a certain way. And when that happens, it has nothing to do with you, which can be really hard to see and own because you're in the middle of it. (laughs) Like you're the one who's receiving it. You may even be the one that they are saying things to or about to other people that they are creating a whole story around. If you are a recovering codependent and people pleaser like me, where you have learned to be safe in this world by managing your image and managing what people think and what they say about you, that can be doubly devastating. One, because who likes being talked about? And then two, if the way that you learned how to stay safe and part of how you have learned to verify whether or not you are worth anything, verify your self-worth is by external validation, especially external validation by people that you care about. When people are intent on misunderstanding you, judging you, thinking negatively about you, creating stories around you, agreeing to disagree, but the disagreeing meaning that they are going to have an image that's unsavory for you, Or let's say that something did happen that did trigger them and you, because you're in relationship with them, you care, you're teachable, you're you're ready to grow. You see that it may have been triggering to them and you try to take ownership for it and you try to apologize, but they refuse to accept the apology. They are intent on holding the grudge. They are intent on making you pay for it. And there's, again, there's no amount of time, apologies, whatever, that's going to make them be able to drop it. When that kind of stuff happens, that's also connected to your sense of safety in the world because you're not safe when people are mad at you. It does. They could say something, they can do something, they can punish you in some type of way that is directly connected to your trauma response. Even if it's just words, y'all, this is what I want y'all what I want y'all to hear, especially those of you who are like, I don't get it. Like that kind of stuff doesn't trigger me. Maybe this is more for the people where this does. That kind of stuff, even if that stuff is so painful and scary for us, because even though you are physically in your body as a 20-something-year-old, 30-something-year-old, 40, 50-something-year-old now, and it's just gossip, it's just office gossip, it's so painful because it's connected to the trauma before where if if someone said something to you, it did mean physical exclusion. It did mean that maybe you weren't going to get access to resources. It did mean that you were going to get ignored. It did mean that you were going to get hit upside your head. It did mean that something really dangerous is going to happen to you. So there is a joining there. Those things are coupled is what we say in somatic experiencing world. They are they are joined together. So when things that may be smaller slights to other people happen to you, your body is responding to the danger that you felt as a little girl, as a teenager, as a preteen here in your adult body. So I just want to validate that, y'all, that this is not you just needing to get over it and suck it up and and be stronger Like (laughs) everything that we talk about here, everything we talk about here, we have to, 
we have to address it with the lens of self-compassion, of understanding, of knowing that, okay, I'm having these reactions that maybe not what I want to do, or it may not even be a struggle for somebody else. Because I know this section of the podcast, there are most likely a good number of y'all. There's half of y'all who are like, yeah, like I hate, I hate this kind of stuff. And there's another half of y'all who are like, I could give a fuck what somebody thinks about me. And y'all, y'all are goals, man, man. I'm better than I used to be, but I'm, I am not at a place where I can claim that I am fully there yet. I still very much, not very much, I shouldn't say very much. I don't very much, but I do. I mean, I do care. I do care what the people, the people who matter to me say. I do care about the experiences of the students who are within my fold. I do care about all those things. And, and with that said, my point is still the same. Even with the people that I care about, I have had to learn through time, maturity, and experience that their experience of me has maybe 30 or 40% to do with me, myself, and what I actually do. And there is a really bigger majority that has to do with how they feel in the world. Do they feel like the world is fair? Do they feel as if people listen to them? Do they feel as if they can give people the benefit of the doubt? Are they someone who even wants to work through conflict? Are they the type who holds a grudge? Do I remind them of their mother, especially being a coach, y'all, and especially being a coach in this world? I have to be, and I don't think I've ever said this out loud on the podcast, I have to be super, super mindful of how I may trigger maternal wounds in women, even women who are my same age, because of the role that I play. And especially my personality or the way that I deliver feedback or the way that I show up is very similar to their mothering style. That can work for good, but it can also work for bad. (laughs) So I have to be so, so mindful of one, how I share things and how I don't share things. And then two, depending on their response, is this a me thing? Is this because of this triggers something that happened in their mothering relationship? You know, I, I had one person that worked for me at one point and there were some deadlines that she had a hard time following. And she told me, you know, we were talking, we use, um, we were talking of a voice note and she said, Sheena, I just feel like I'm really failing you. And I'm just like feeling like really disappointed in myself and all this stuff. And I was like, and I, I mean, because she works for me and works for my company or she works for me and she worked for my company and she had been in the midst of all this content. We had worked together for a while. In that context, I did tell her, I really, I wonder if this is really about a me thing or if this is something about like, you're seeing me as an authority figure and you're wanting to like connect with this. And I talked about the thing I say here all the time, the hysterical versus historical, like this feels like a really big reaction. When for me, I'm not thinking these things about you. I'm not disappointed in you. I'm not this, this, and this. But this is an area that I want to. I want this to grow in. And there is a way to to have both of these things be true. That this is the feedback that I'm giving you, and I still think you're that you're an amazing employee. And she, again, because she's in this world, she's she's <laughs> she's familiar with the content. She understood what I was saying. It wasn't like a weird thing. If I was working in a corporate space, I would not say, even if I had the insight of it, I would not tell my employee, I think, I think this is your mother trauma coming through. But in this context and the way that I said it, it felt comfortable. But 
to my original point, people have so many other things going on. They have employment issues. They have money issues. They may have health issues. Other people around them may have health issues. They may have grief that in any other time they may be more balanced, but in that moment, they just can't take it. They may, they may have been holding grudges against you. And so really, this is your first time hearing about it. So you really have nothing to do there's really no place for you to go. There's no way for you to go up <laughs> because they've already been burying you for, for time. And so what do you do when that's the case? What do you do when you realize that this is something that you're just going to have to, to have to let lie? And again, this is someone or someone's or a group that really does matter to you. This is where it does come back to you. It comes back to the stress that you're feeling. What is it that it brings up in you? What story do you believe about yourself that them disliking you, being upset with you, there being unresolved discord with reinforces about you? Okay, so if they think this about me, then that means that this secret negative belief I have about myself is true. It means that I am unloved. It means that people will leave me. It means that I am annoying. It means that I am not good enough. It means that I am stupid. It means that I am undeserving. You know, what? what is that core belief that comes out for you? Because then it is about you. And it doesn't matter what they say or what they don't say. You you have been trying to work through this this people-pleasing or this this need to have everything be okay and everybody to be okay with you. Not just because life is really great when everything is peaceful and copacetic, but also because you have been in action and defense mode. Even even if your defenses look really calm and look like very cookie cutter and bubbly and, you know, let me love you and let me take care of you, it's still a defense mechanism. You've been running defense against this negative core belief. And until you actually work through that negative core belief, you are going to stay in that defense mode. You're going to stay constantly feeling not good enough no matter who's around you. You're going to stay constantly looking over your back. You're going to stay constantly trying to achieve and get more and more and more and more and prove more and more and more that you're good enough or whatever your negative core belief is until you learn to start to talk to yourself differently, to care for yourself differently, to love yourself differently. My recovery school students, if you are my newer ones and any alumni who are listening who are like, oh, yeah, this has been some stuff that I've been getting really triggered about, refer back to our basement belief lessons that talk about these negative core beliefs, refer back to our self-compassion lessons, refer back to the grounding statement lessons, especially if you were one of my Learn to Thrive first version of the recovery school students where we really did a lot of work on that. But all of our all of our tools, y'all, y'all, y'all have the skills necessary needed to practice that inner child work and get more connected to it. Everybody else, take what I am talking about and bring it to therapists. Spend time in your journal. Look at how am I talking to myself? What are the beliefs that I'm believing and what are the beliefs that I want to believe instead and make the next steps to move forward to change those scripts? Because really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anybody else says about you is what you say about you, which is why the people who I could care less what other people think or I couldn't care less what other people think are so good at this because they have determined what they feel and what they believe. And that is their standard. That is their mark. That is what they see and that is what they own. And when it when that comes from a place of whole. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. 
Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. ...and not defensiveness, because sometimes people will say that, but it is it's totally a defense mechanism to hide their insecurity because they've had so much verbal abuse and verbal trauma that they have this impenetrable wall against what other people say, but that wall doesn't allow love to get in as well. It doesn't allow kindness and and goodwill to get in as well, which is why they can be in imbalance, which is why they can live in a lot of anger and restriction and self-hatred because of the defenses they had to put up because of the verbal abuse that they experienced. But people who, who are so secure in who they are and is coming from a place of genuine fulfillment, that self-love is not only for them, they're able to share and experience love with other people. The walls are down. The boundaries are permeable. Uh, They're able to give and receive love equally because they feel so full on their own. And so that's the goal that you want to have. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. 
a good sign to know that you are actually balance as well when it comes to this is to make sure that you are toying that fine line between I know who I am and I know how I believe about myself and I know the type of character I have and I love myself. And even though I would want other people to be in peace and harmony with me, if they are not, I am secure in who I am. Holding that while also holding the ability and the value of being teachable is so, so important. This leads to number three, the third point of what to do if you find yourself in a series of conflicts with a person or persons, people from your past that are coming back up, new people, whatever it may be that this is the season that you're learning in. I want you, I would encourage you, I would encourage you to have a spirit of teachability, which looks like you are able to change your mind at different points in time. You can change your mind in the middle of the conversation with the person where you were very sure that you came with a good heart, with you came with good intention, that you came with good integrity. And as you were listening to the other person and as you were holding space for what they were saying, it's okay if you change your mind and realize, oh, I could have done something differently. That has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good person. It has nothing to do with whether or not you are a good friend or a good partner or a good family member. If anything, the fact that you're able to be teachable and and grow and be open to, to seeing things from their point of view, to seeing that maybe you can look at your tone, maybe you can look at your delivery, maybe you can look at timing, maybe you can look at how you were able to compromise or not. That shows whether or not you were able to grow in a relationship because even even in the best of relationships where y'all come with the same values, you come with the same desires to move forward, y'all going to have different perspectives. And you can't you can't go into these types of relationships expecting to always win, expecting that your point of view, how you do things, how you want things to be done, to always be the one that wins out. That makes no space for the other person. It makes no space for their needs. It makes no space for for their voice, for their feelings. And I haven't done this disclaimer yet in this episode, but to be clear, in a healthy mutual relationship and partnership, there is space for all sides to be heard and there's actions being put on both ends. In a toxic relationship, you will find that this desire to give and to be open and to give the other person the benefit of the doubt happens either more on one side or exclusively on one side. So someone who is in a toxic relationship, whether or not you're codependent with someone or you're love addicted with someone or the other person is a narcissist, you'll hear what I'm saying and you're like, okay, well, I need to be more teachable and open. So let me see what I could do better. Let me see what I could say better and let me bend and twist to become more palatable to them. And then maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll be open. Maybe they'll be more considerate, but they never do. There's never enough. They're still selfish. They're still inconsiderate. They're still abusive. They're still cheating on you. They still have a little bone to pick. They give you a backhanded, well, I appreciate that, but, or thank you, but it would have been better if, or about time you, like there's always some underhanded statement or action that shows you that they still devalue you. And girl, that's not the relationships that we're doing in this next stage of our life. That shouldn't have been the relationships that we were doing before, but we can only do what we know we can only make changes with the information that we have, okay? If any of that is happening, it is not you. You're not making it up. You're not being too sensitive. There's not any more work for you to do. That person is unbalanced and you can show, you can actually don't. 
I, I, I don't know how many of y'all do this, but I really hope that when y'all listen to these episodes that you're listening for yourself and you're not like, okay, let me send this to them and then maybe they'll hear it and then maybe they'll make the changes. Hun, these these nuggets or gems, if you feel like they are nuggets or gems, they are for you to apply for your life. And it's for you to determine how is it that you want to be treated in relationships? What are your standards? What are your boundaries? And use that for you to communicate with your own words. Don't don't passively send this episode. Unless it's to a friend or a family member who needs to hear it, then share, 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 share. But don't try to get it for me to tell them something you haven't already told them yourself. If you've already had these conversations with them, if you have already you know, been to therapy and all this stuff. And there's some type of episode, I don't think this would be the type of episode that you want to send, but there's some other episode where I'm communicating things that you're like, oh, okay, maybe I can share this so they can, it can double down that they can understand what we've already been discussing. If they're already open to it, if you got someone who's like, mm-hmm, I guess, or they're just committed to misunderstanding you, stop, 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 stop. Try to fight with them to validate that your point of view matters. Your point of view matters, period. I, I, If you need external validation that what you need and what you desire is important and it matters, I just gave it to you. You got it. Now, your next step, your next goal is to find a person who gives a damn, who gives more than a damn who is going to do the work to cherish you, to protect you, to love you the way that you deserve to be loved. And if it ain't them, then it's not them. And you have done enough. And it's up to you to, de- to decide what is, it that des- what is it that I deserve and how is it that I deserve to be treated? And where can I go to find the people who will give that to me? And do not waste time worried about, well, I should have done this a year ago. I should have done this a month ago. Girl, today's the day. Today is the day. Today is the right time to do it. There was never a better time than now. Okay? I don't know who that was for. (laughs) That was connected to what I'm talking about, but also as a tangent. Whoever that was for, I hope that you receive it. But going back to being teachable, it's okay when if you're in the moment with someone that you change your mind. But it's also okay if when you look back, you realize that your perspective was really off. You know, I, I am in this phase where I am like, I want more abundance. I want more openness. I want more peace. I want happiness. So anytime someone, a situation or relationship comes to mind that it didn't end well, or like some things were left unsaid, or I I can own that I may be holding a grudge or my feelings are still hurt and all of my forgiveness and, and, you know, releasing, surrendering tools aren't working. Up until recently, I've just been like, okay, well, just maybe with time, things will get better. And I will be able to fully move forward. But time, there are a couple relationships that time did not do that. If anything, especially because we had mutual friends and I didn't see them all the time, but I would hear their names at different points in time. Or I would get, these relationships were actually professional relationships. So I might get emails or something and see their names or be on their list or whatever. And it would always, always, always like stir up something in me. I'm like, ugh, whatever. Who cares? You know, just like really (laughs) not the type of energy that I try to keep in my life, period. Like I really try to come from a place of openness and understanding anyways, you know, nobody's perfect. But anyways, so these these relationships kept coming up and I was like, okay, if I'm moving into these new chapters of abundance, peace of prosperity or whatever, 
I am do not need any of this negative energy weighing me down. So even though these relationships did not end in the way that I wanted to, or at least the last conversations we had were not as positive as I would have liked, I am going to revisit this and close the door because what I was hoping for and what I was waiting on is the next time that we were in the same room, the next time we were forced to have a conversation that I would share exactly how I was feeling. And I was like, look, it's been a couple of years. Who knows when or if these moments happen that we're in the same room again. I'm going to initiate and go and start the conversation and say, this, this happened a while ago. You may be totally fine. And I am not saying this to stir anything up, but this is how our last interaction left me feeling. I'm not really asking you for anything. I just wanted to wanted that to be known so that so I'm not holding anything against you. And I'm sorry if this, again, brings up anything that, that may have been resolved and you might not even have cared, but I did. And I don't want there to be any tension between us, right? So I would have said something. That was what I was preparing to say. So these these interactions, they happen both in real life and also over email. So it was a, a mixture. They were hybrid moments. So I go to the first person, totally prepared. And I went, I went over our emails Totally prepared to just continue in that thread and just say what I wanted to say. And y'all, when I look back at the emails, what I thought this person said and what I was sure their intentions were and how I, I know I remembered that they left it and black and white is not what happened. In my mind, I remembered that they were kind of invalidating. So they did the whole like, I'm sorry that you felt that felt that way, but that's not what I intended kind of thing. That's how I know that they responded. But I look at that email. That's not what they said. They were very validating. They were very gracious. I remember that they were like not really open to talking about it because they were so set on what they did was the right thing. That's not what they said. One of the persons actually said, hey, I'm open to discussing this more. And I was so offended and hurt by what was done or what wasn't done that I was the one who anything outside of them groveling over the email or in person and saying, I am so sorry, you were so right. I can't believe I did this. Anything less than that, I had in my mind that they were wrong. And because that's not what they said, I held on to that grudge for years and I created and fed and nurtured the story on what their intentions were, what kind of person they were. I found because I had these feelings, I found all this evidence with things they said and didn't say. And so I spent two years for one person, one and a half, two years with one person just feeding, feeding, feeding this animosity. And then went back to the email and that's not what happened. And a similar thing happened with the second person too. I had a completely different remembrance of what they actually said, what they actually did, what they offered me, whether or not they validated me or not. And both of these people, even though I would have wanted it to happen a different way, they were both super gracious and open towards me. And I fed this bitterness over nothing. And so I had to sit there, <laughs> I had to sit there and be like, what? How did this happen? And, you know, I don't have any deeper, I don't have any deeper like trauma or anything that I can connect this to outside of sometimes it's just lack of maturity. And I think for both of these experiences, it was more with time and wisdom and experience, my ability to take no or my ability 
to handle misunderstandings and miscommunications, my tolerance for what I thought a threat was, right? And so my tolerance for what I felt was dis- disrespectful or dishonoring has grown, or at least my response to it. I think the Sheena now, when I look back at what happens, I think the Sheena now may have handled the things that happened with a little bit more openness and grace. I might still have like a hurt feeling, but whether or not I would have held a two-year grudge over it, no. And I think those are the things that when, and this is for all of us, This I'm sharing this for a reason. I think for all of us, there may be things that we look back on. And if you're blessed enough to look at text threads, if you're blessed enough, well, I do have that rule that I tell you often to not have these intense conversations over text. And same thing with the email. These were like one or two sentence um, emails. So it wasn't it wasn't like page long dissertations on why that person had me effed up or vice versa. Right. It was just like, well, this is what I thought. And, you know, I'm sorry that it came out that way. And this is what I intended. And they were very short. They followed my rules, but I still emotionally had a very strong reaction to it that I think a younger, more immature version of Sheena didn't know how to handle. So going back to y'all, if there are any experiences that you want to look back on, people who still keep coming up in your mind's eye that something is unresolved and you haven't been able to let it go, people on your cutoff list, people who are former friends, people who are former colleagues, and outside of those interactions, they were great with you. That's the other key I want y'all to keep in mind. This is not me encouraging y'all to dig up people who your relationship was classified as toxic. But let's say you had a friendship or a a working relationship or even a family connection with someone that outside of that interaction, everything was really great. Y'all were mutually supportive. Y'all laughed together. Y'all had a good time. And then something happened where something got broken. And at that time, even if you tried your best and they tried your best, you couldn't repair it. Maybe, maybe it's the time, maybe not. But maybe for some of you, what I experience is the same thing that you can experience, where you've grown, your perspectives have expanded, your tolerance, you're more connected to your emotions, you're more connected to how to have compassion for other people. You're not as easily triggered. It's not as connected to your trauma because you've created other internal resources Maybe it's possible that you can revisit these moments with this more, with this older version of you, with this wiser version of you. And maybe, maybe there could be some forgiveness. Maybe there can be some surrender and some release. Maybe, you know, my experience, I, what helped is that I had those email threads. So I can, I looked back and I was like, there's nothing actually for me to forgive. <laughs> this, this, this was, this is a me thing. Again, two things were true. I wish that what happened didn't happen, but all of the stories that I connected to it about this person, about their character, about what they were thinking about me. And I bet they think this, and I bet they said this because of this. And I bet this happened at this event because of this reason. All of this stuff that I invented was based on my hurt feelings. It wasn't real. And it was up to me to let go. So if you do, what, here's what I will say. If, the, if you can relate to this and you realize that maybe you had it wrong or maybe you could have thought about things in a different way, you are going to have to go through that process of every time those automatic thoughts that came up, like all the grudge thoughts that you had, all the stories you had about who this person was and what they intended towards you, those will still come even when you realize that you were wrong. And you are going to have to do the work 
to combat every single thought when it comes up and say, no, that's not true. That's not what happened. And replace it with the thought that you want to think. Place it with the truth of who this person was. Replace it with something that's more positive and uplifting because you have built a habit. This grudge has helped me build a habit of being negative and critical. So just like you had to create it, you're going to have to uncreate it as well. You're going to have to deconstruct it to create what you actually want. So that is intentional work that doesn't just happen. It can't just be like you sleep and it just occurs. Your brain and your thought process are like muscles and you have to train yourself how to think in a different way. All right. And the last thing I want you to keep in mind, if you find yourself in a series of conflicts and misunderstandings and it's very uncomfortable for you right now and you are hoping for the season to end shortly. Listening to this, you understand that there's lessons to bring. You know that things are going to work out for everybody's good in the end, even if there is a separation, even if there are hurt feelings still at the end of it, you know that you're going to be okay. You know that you're held, you know that you're safe, you know that you're protected, you know that you are still surrounded by love and connection. And if this was a relationship that was built on love and connection, but now For whatever reason, a break needs to be made. In the end, you're still going to be okay. You still got you. God still got you. Like, you know, you're good. I want you to write everything that I just said down (laughs) and know that even though you're still protected, that you are still awesome and amazing. Even if in this case, you're the villain. Let's say for argument's sake, you are the one who was the aggressor. You're the one who you know, you were super chaotic. You did some things that were uncalled for. You think you did things that you said things that when you were triggered, you wish that you could take back. You made things go really sour when they didn't have to go sour. I want you, I want you to still know that your actions do not define you. What does define you are the lessons that you take from it, how you grow, whether or not you do make repairs towards the other person, What does matter is how you talk to yourself about this, how you treat yourself, and that's going to determine the next steps that you're going to take. So in short, number four, when you're in a season of conflict and stress, know that you get to decide who you are. Know that you are still amazing. You are still awesome. And you get to decide if you grow from this and move forward and that your chapters, that your story has not ended here. You still have time to create the story that you want, to write the narrative that you want, to turn the page, right? So own that, know that, believe that, and hold that with you. And I hope that if you needed this episode now in this season, if you, for my star loving ladies, any other fellow Sagittarius, apparently this Mars going in retrograde, we may need this one (laughs) from now through March, (laughs) Lord. Um, and if you don't believe in any of that stuff, but you know, either you've had series of conflicts in the past or you will in the future live long enough and you know, you'll have the experience of so many things. I hope this helps you whenever you might need to re-listen to this episode should that time arise. But that is it for now. I'm sending you all so much love and as always be kind to yourself and take care of yourselves. I'll see you in the next one listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 